When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. All right, Casterly Talk fans, we're here for a very special edition of Casterly Talk. We get a pre-taped episode coming up this weekend, and in that episode, we acknowledge that there's a good chance the trailer would have been released by now, and well... (laughs) Here we are today on a fine Tuesday. We all wake up to the Game of Thrones season eight trailer. So we've got a team cobbled together. Rachel Cushing is here. Welcome, Rachel, into the studio. Hello. I'm glad we whipped this together as best we could at last second because this was literally the first thing I, I was in bed. I saw the headline. <laughs> I hit play. <laughs> yeah, I, I waited because I, I wait. I didn't want Grace to see it without me. So oh, I had to you're wait a for, good boyfriend. for an hour and a half. <laughs> Uh, so I finished Fire and Blood in that hour and a half. Okay. Uh, but joining us by telephone and winning a couple concert tickets, first time caller, <laughs> Lon Harris. Hey, Lon. What's up, Maester? Hey, hey. Can, uh, I cannot wait to see REO Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you've got the two tickets. Just come on down and Love claim it. them here at the station. Um, Can't wait. Cheap trick is open. So <laughs> it's going to be a good show. I want you to want me, Lon. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we have got this trailer. About a minute. What, a minute and a half, we're saying? A uh, minute 40, minute 43. Uh, we have Rachel, who has a lot of experience editing trailers, and Lon and I a lot of experience watching them, as does Rachel. <laughs> so, Lon, I'll start with you since you're on the phone here. Uh, sure. uh, I don't know why that gives you precedence. Uh, just maybe I like technology. Um, what, what's, what's your initial thoughts for this trailer? Uh, I love how it feels like you see a lot, but you actually don't learn anything new that we wouldn't have already known was going to happen. I thought that was love that. It's very cleverly done. Love that. Love yeah. that. You, 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 the whole time you're like, oh, my God, there's dragons in Winterfell and Arya and Sansa can see them. And hey, it's John and Daenerys and dragons and the Unsullied. And oh, the Night King is uh, above Sir Jorah. And then you, you think about it. You're like, yeah, I mean, we all that, that's yeah. where you sort of thought. <laughs> Yeah, this we, could all be from the first 10 minutes of the first episode. You know, I was talking to uh, Andres Cabrera, who, who uh, is also on this uh, show from time to time, as you all know. And, and he had to say, he goes, I'm convinced it's it's no more than the first two episodes, maybe even the first episode. And, who you know, who knows? Um, we've been talking about what we think about when this big battle with the Night King will happen and, and what's left to deal with. So, yeah, Lon, I, I'm with you, too. Just my immediate reaction is, yay, not I don't feel spoiled. I feel ready. And I think that's a good point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I don't feel spoiled. I, about that final shot where you see the Night King and we've got Brienne and Podrick and mm. Ser Jorah, that looks like it's very far north. Like that, mm. you would think that the big clash with the Night King, if, that, if that's the final showdown, would have to be further south than that, right? We think. I've, I've always felt Winterfeld is is the spot that, that, that everything's going to go down for that Maybe. battle. But you're right. But, you know, we, it does all seem contained up there in general, obviously, with our shots of Cersei and, and uh, the Golden Company on Euron's ships and everything. So, sure, uh, yeah. Rachel, your uh, immediate gut reactions as a professional editor of trailers, <laughs> but also a fan. Um, I loved it. I agree with you both. Like, there's a lot to dig into and plenty to theorize about, which mm-hmm. I'm sure many of us 
us will do over the next month. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I did not see a shot and went, oh man, I wish I hadn't seen that. I wanted yeah. to wait for the show for that. So there wasn't any of that going on, but still a lot to dig into. Um, I loved the choices. Um, I did mm. work in trailer editing for years uh, when I first moved out to Los Angeles and there's a rhythm to it and there's a feel to it. And what I really loved about this trailer is you ramp up. It's always about ramping up to the mm. action. And we got a great montage uh, that ended with Drogon breathing flame at the, the camera and it cuts to black and you're like, oh, great trailer. But it's not over. And there's that <laughs> series of shots that Lon just mentioned. Right. And they're very quiet shots compared to what we had just seen prior to that. Yeah. They were waiting shots. Shots mm. of uh, Bran and Pod and Jorah. And then that, you know, hoof, uh, the dead yeah. horse stepping into frame with Winterfell in the distance. Um, that felt like they're waiting. We as fans are waiting. We've only got a month left, thank God. And right. like there was that real like hold your breath sort of moment in the quietness of that that I thought was really well done and got me mm-hmm. very excited. It, yeah, it worked very well. You got the you you know, you got uh, dragon fire and then mm-hmm. you and you slow it down yeah. and the anticipation is uh, coming away. <laughs> uh, Lon, uh, we we all love uh, digging into every shot. Uh, you know, Rachel, you pointed out uh, first to me because I hadn't I hadn't really uh, seen it. Uh, was the the knights uh, you know the, the knights of uh, the Vale of Arryn are, are are behind Pod and Bran. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an all star our team of of banners is maybe yeah. set to defend lawn uh any little thing that you've uh, broken down in delicious tasty morsels uh i did think it's interesting we get uh first of all i think we get a shot of kyburn which i did not expect <laughs> them to be really billing he's coming back so just the fact that they're showing him to us at all and he's going to be in it leads you to think like well that's that's fascinating that we've We've not only kept him around, but he's like very much still in play. Right. I'm very curious as to what he has left to contribute from the sort of science and technology side of things. <laughs> Cer- uh, Cersei's to- research and development. Yeah. Right. And speaking of Cersei, that's the other shot that really stood out to me is there's a shot of her looking so forlorn. I, I mean, the, the, the sort of last shot we see where she's got the wine, but she looks she's got this like thousand yard stare. And yeah. I feel like that is her reacting to some some dark news. She doesn't get that dark very often. So right. I feel like this might be moments after a, a major death or some right. other shocking turn of events. A revelation indeed. And that's, that's a great point. Uh, Cause Rachel, I know we were talking off air. Uh, that's, that might be my favorite part of the trailer in a way, because we have that quote, which is, uh, I believe John talking about the enemy, which we, you know, we're going to assume that's the, you know, the night King and the white walkers, uh, but the enemy that never feels and never tires, but it cuts right. to Cersei as Lon right. saying, drinking this wine. And, and Rachel, you pointed out a little bit of a little emotion in her eyes. Yeah. And also you shouldn't be drinking wine if you're pregnant. So like oh, that's yeah. immediately wow. where my head went and to see her practically tearing up in that shot. Mm-hmm. Like if we're looking for the thing that, would hit her the most in an emotional place might be if she, if you believe that she's pregnant at all, which was a, a point of contention last season when she told Jamie that. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're here. You're here. You're here, Lauren. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Lawns so, in the crypts of Winterfell, right? Yes. Oh, uh, the reception's <laughs> terrible down there. I totally understand. <laughs> with Varys. <laughs> yep, hiding with all of the uh, yeah. the uh, old and young in the crypts of Winterfell. But I, I feel like um, the one emotional place that Cersei could still go is about family, is about children. And if she, for whatever reason, miscarries or loses this child, that could be the thing that she would actually get emotional about. And right. I think we would all be emotional with her about Ah, uh, that's great. Yeah, Lon, you, I'm sure some, someone on the same page, you picked up on the same stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking it's either losing the baby or Jamie dying. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Tyrion dying, which was my other theory, I don't think she would be upset. <laughs> Not so, particularly. I think it's, it's got to be the baby or Jamie. Right. You know, maybe maybe the mountain would be the only other person <laughs> that I think would get that yeah. level of emotion out of her. Yeah, it, it's it's very subtle because there's, there's definitely a Cersei smile and a Cersei sip of wine, all those things we've come to love with Cersei Lannister. But yeah, there's something going on there. And to me, that's, that 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 goes to this idea of, yes, this is, uh, we got the Night King coming down, we got a big war, but this is for hashtag the throne, for the throne. That means we got things to deal with after or during at best, you know, or at most likely. But uh, I still look at, at Cersei as the one that someone's got to deal with. So we're looking at you, Jamie, who is giving uh, some pretty strong, uh, you know, uh, vows here or, or keeping to his vows. He vows to protect the living, something he did at King's Landing years ago. Long, what do you think about our, our, our man, Jamie Lannister? Wow, what a transition from season one, episode one to now. Looks like he's up the, uh, in, in the middle of this war. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was interesting how little we see of both Jamie and Tyrion. It's very yeah. sparse kind of shots of them. They're really sort of sidelined. So yeah, it may be it may be concern for those two. The the, <laughs> the the idea that you know maybe they're not as central right. this final season, or maybe they get taken out early. I mean, that that would be my concern for both of those guys is that they're they're sort of in the thick of the action. Mm. I could see them being early casualties, which would explain why we see so little of them compared mm. to. You know, Arya and Sansa, who are all over the trailer, John and Daenerys. Right. Uh, most of the other primary characters are sort of front and center. Yeah, and we got we got a little bit of the Hound, we got a little bit of Barrack and Tormund and everything. But uh, Rachel, Jamie, uh, you know, we know uh, Brienne's up there to fight. We got Pot at her side. Uh, are they going to have some kind of wonderful reunion, or is it bittersweet in Game of Thrones style? I mean, bittersweet's the key word, I think. Right. But um, but I loved the moment that they had at Riverrun, which was the last moment that they had, which was a reconnecting point. So right. reconnecting here again, too, I feel like she would vouch for him um, because clearly he's saying that line, you know, I made a promise to fight for the living and I mean to keep that promise. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's saying that to John, you know, in a right. way to, right. to well, convince him that, like, I said that, my sister reneged, but I'm not reneging. And then there is the shot. It's a silhouetted shot, but my guess is that it's Jamie and he looks looks like he's fighting on the walls of Winterfell. It's at the night. Mm. Um, I I think that there were a couple of shots in this trailer that are from the big battle sequence that Sapochnik uh, shot for probably the second to last episode. That's a guess, of course. Um, Mm. But uh, it's nighttime. There's a a winter storm going on and you see flames and that's what's sort of backlighting everything. And and, um, I think that's Jamie on the rooftop there uh, fulfilling that vow. Now, Right. He, he may fulfill it and then fall for it. You yeah. know, maybe this is his moment. I'm not really sure. But I do agree. Tyrion's got one shot in this trailer, which is very interesting choice. Yeah. Because the other thing about trailers that is fun to talk about is as much of what you don't see as what you do. 
So we get shots of most of the main characters, but what about the ones we don't? We did not see Melisandre, which I was like, right. hmm, that's yeah. another outside character we know should probably factor back in somehow right. in a shape or form. So Yeah. Well, well we know she we know she's in the last season because she was in that big cast shot <laughs> yes, that's like the weekly release. <laughs> You're in the photo shoot. Up up. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, one more thing about that line specifically of Jamie's that you picked up on. That's yeah. actually he's quoting John from season two right. when mm-hmm. he first meets Mance Raider. And right. Mance Raider is like, Why do you want to join the Wildlings? And John says, because oh. he saw Craster turning over his baby and I want to fight for the living. Right. You want to fight for the people that fight for the living yeah. because at that right. time Gior Mormont was allowing Craster to do that to, to living it. human right. babies. So it, it yeah. is in a weird way. It's a it's a five, six season callback. And well. if he's saying it to John, even more <laughs> yeah. so, you know, like right. it, it, yes. yeah. John's probably like, why does everyone quote things back to me that I said? I, and you know, nothing. How did you hear that? Yeah. You weren't even there. Man, Varys is good. Uh, I think we should, uh, before, especially before we have to lose you, Elon, I know you are, uh, you you're uh, hidden in the crypts uh, doing this broadcast real quick. Uh, Arya, this thing starts with Arya. The trailer starts with Arya. She is running. Uh, Rachel, you you had a great observation about what that means. Arya running scared. If she's scared, to me, that's legit. Like, especially because I love the juxtaposition with the line that she's talking about, which is she's seen the many faces of death, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like weirdly excited to see the face of this particular death, the king of the dead, if you will. Right. Um, and then to see her clearly very beat up and bloodied and running through what we assume is Winterfell, you know, clearly running scared. It's like, what on earth is going to scare Arya at this stage of her journey? I think that says a lot in and of itself yeah and, and lawn she's you know we know you love uh the the religions of uh the westeros and essos <laughs> i do the, the you know the, the faceless god he's something there so she's invo- invoking that what do you think about Arya running around yeah i that's a very it's very interesting because i mean the, the only time really at least in the last few seasons that we've seen Arya struggle was the waif yeah so it yeah. almost it almost led me to believe it's another faceless man that she's come up against because it's hard for me to imagine who else i mean other than like the night king or something who else is going to be a real match for her like like that that we were saying it i think on the last episode or maybe two episodes ago she's so overpowered kind of by ordinary westeros standards at this point Mm. like she can disguise herself as anybody in and out in a second she's a pretty capable assassin so yeah for her to be taking damage, running around, scrambling, yeah. terrified. That's it. I, I, That was my first guess is like mm-hmm. she's coming up against somebody who is her equal. Well, let's say, yeah, you know, and, and I think the safe bet is it looks as though she's running around Winterfell, right? I mean, I yes, think we it all looked, it looked like Winterfell, yeah. but right. who knows? But it, I mean, yeah, it, to that, who knows? I love having a little fun with that, who knows? And and our friend Kevin over at Three Cocktail Questions has a theory that he's been ramming down my uh, my throat as a, as a friend here that that Bernadette, Cersei's uh, uh, handmaiden, that Arya would take her face and try to kill Cersei. So maybe she did, and something went wrong, and she's running around uh, yeah. you know, the black cells uh, beneath the, the the Red Keep. Who yeah, that knows? could have been the it could have been the red keep for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I I do love the idea. It is a you know we have confident Arya, and I love that. That's a badass line holding the obsidian dagger, and I want to see this face yeah. of death. And then she's running because I think there's going to be a lot of fearful people, a lot of a lot of a, a lot of afraid souls this season here on, on uh, Game of Thrones. Lon, any final thoughts from you? Uh, I know we do have to let you go soon. Uh, just um, yeah, I mean. It, so there's so much to dig into it. It, it, it seems like we could go for several hours, but yeah. it's amazing to, to think back that somehow none of those shots really give much away. Like I, I really it. don't feel like I could tell you one thing that we didn't know that's 
definitely going to happen. Like I saw somebody saying, oh, well, we see Grey Worm and Missande kiss, and so that probably means one of them is going to die. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't. It could just be right. a straight shot from before one of these battles. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we've seen it's kind of like all these characters are here. We're, mm-hmm. we're continuing with this story, but it really is just kind of like a plate. Well, not, not a placeholder, but yeah. it really is just kind of you know, wetting the appetite without really giving you anything concrete, which, which is, is amazing. Which in this in this day of trailers where, you know, uh, they're giving away uh, Dark Phoenix spoilers and all this other <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, Hulk and Iron Man fighting all that. You know, we, every, like you said, everything makes sense. Even, all right, that's probably uh, Danny John arriving at Winterfell and the first time people see the dragons. Like, yeah, I knew that was happening. Yeah. So I just like you said, Lon up top, I don't feel cheated at all. So no. um Oh, and that, that one shot with Danny and John walking towards the dragons, to me it does feel like maybe not confirmation, but they're teasing us with John's gonna ride one of those. Oh yeah. Oh. Dragons. <laughs> he's, he's, that he's, shot was so specifically in there to get everybody excited about yeah, dragon yeah. riding. Yeah, absolutely. Looks like he's at the Harley Davidson shop picking out his bike there. Yeah, so. it's like how to train your dragon <laughs> for. Uh, uh, perfect. Well, Lon, uh, Rachel and I are going to continue on here for a little bit. Yeah, uh, we do want to let you go. Thank you for taking the time and calling in to Casterly Talk. Pleasure. We'll get you in Always studio soon. All right, see you, buddy. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. All right, Lon's on, Lon uh, calling in there uh, from, uh, like I said, the the crypts of Winterfell, uh, doing do, working hard, and uh, um, we all got things to do, but we got to pause to talk Game of mm-hmm. Thrones. So, any any uh, final thoughts f- from you, Rachel? Here, or you know, not necessarily final. We can go for a bit here. Why sure. am I? Why am I stopping the conversation? <laughs> we certainly don't have to. Yeah. Um, we had spoken before we started that um, one of the really great ways to do trailers is to take lines from characters, not actually necessarily see them saying those lines, but using those as your context, um, even though it might not be the context in the show. And we talked about several of them, uh, Jamie's line, John's line, Arya's line. The fourth line was from Bran, which is not necessarily somebody I was expecting to hear from, much like when the Jamie line happened. I was like, oh, wasn't really expecting it. You'd expect the John line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We didn't hear from Danny, which was interesting. But Right. To Lon's point where we'll, we'll, you know, set aside maps and and how fast (laughs) things can happen and not happen and how people get around. But to a certain extent, I sort of do agree that logistically a final battle wouldn't happen at Winterfell. It would happen further south because Mm -hmm. we know the walls down. We know the uh, Night King is marching and it shouldn't take him that long to get to Winterfell. But in terms of storytelling, in terms of bringing it all back around, Winterfell just makes a lot of sense. And um, Bran's line is everything you did up to this point basically uh, has brought you here Mm. where you belong home. Home. And Winterfell Mm. is where we started and Winterfell being where we end just makes a lot of sense in that final shot with the horses um, in the foreground and Winterfell in the background and everything. Just there's a a full circle sense to that um, that I'm really excited about. And I like Bran in his very Bran three-eyed raven kind of way (laughs) delivering this line. Uh, But the idea basically that everything that has happened has happened for a reason and mm -hmm. it was to get us all to this point to bring all of these characters together at this point each to do the thing that they need to do in order to win this. That's probably going to mean half of them die or more and there's going to be a lot of suffering and pain to get to that point. But I 
I just, there's such a, a feeling of it all coming together and coming to a close with a line like that, that I really like. It's really, yeah. The, having just, you know, in the middle of my rewatch at the time of this uh, trailer drop, the middle of season four, but you know, going every time you go back to season one, it is so stark focused and it's the rest of the series is too. Don't get me wrong, sure. but that is like the Starks as we first met them, house Stark, Winterfell, Ned, all Catelyn, all the stuff. So I, to me, it's interesting if, if that's, you know, if he's speaking to Danny, John, mm-hmm. anyone, Danny, I don't know. Sure. Maybe he's speaking to the Night King and he's like, hey, welcome <laughs> back, Bran the Builder's son or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I love that idea. Uh, yeah, uh, the Bran, uh, you know, he's so he's so wonderful and uh, dour and mysterious these mm-hmm. days. Um, other little tiny shots that you liked uh, as we wrap up here, uh, Rachel, with uh, your thoughts? I loved the shot of John in front of the heart tree just because that is a very symbolic image right. f- uh, for Winterfell, for the North. And it's funny, I know in our Several of our podcasts, Lawn mm-hmm. often brings up the religions and, and they're always so interesting to talk about. But one right. we don't mention a lot about is the old gods and, you know, where they fall Thanks. in the power structure in terms of how much power they do have or don't have. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's as much about the children of the forest and wargs and, and everything else, too. But there's power in the heart tree. And also, mm-hmm. you know, that's where Bran drives his power from. And there's the shot of Bran and Sam in the same shot. Mm-hmm. We know that they are the two that know the truth about John. When and where and how is that going? to come out right. and so to see John standing um, before the heart tree in that just just a quiet little quick shot type of moment just you know brings it all back to this really being a story about mm. these characters trying to figure out just just to figure out who they are right I, 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 I the old gods we, we yeah you're right we've kind of yeah, maybe forgotten about them a little bit because <laughs> the red the red god the Lord of Light yeah. uh, you know Powerful. God of Fire yeah. Lord whoo that that's got some kick to it faceless gods they got something uh, faceless men they got something going on with their faceless god um, but the old gods the tree blows and you could you sense something going on yeah. man even when uh, Osha's talking to Bran back you know season mm-hmm. one like you, that's the gods in the wind somebody's watching love that kind of stuff and so I wonder how much that factors in yeah. but like I said a lot of it might be on the personal revelation side mm-hmm. and what you're learning on the inside uh, I'll say one of my little I, I yeah. do like it's just a just a clip but uh, Tormund uh, we got Tormund uh, Ed and Barrick I'm just so excited Ed gets a gets a, gets a Ed uh, gets it <laughs> he's gonna be in the season gets, somehow gets some way he is, he's the acting uh, Lord Commander of uh, Night's Watch, true. of what's yep. left of the Night's uh-huh. Watch. Uh, I love that, though, I'm afraid. I don't yeah. like to get into specific predictions, mm. but they're on the wall, or at least Barrick and Dormant are. are. Yeah. yeah, well, they're they're the ones when, who are bringing the story back to others, right. that this has happened. Um, well, that's, so that's that's interesting, because my, my thought process is, hey, when, when that wall came down, they were there, Barrick and yes. Dormant, right? Because yeah, they're running it. back to Ed. Mm-hmm. So, are they at, at the cast, at Castle Black, and they're there's been an aftermath, like a crash, the wall's down, and they're searching, and then they're the first to discover we're dead. <laughs> I mean, we, we already know Barrick and Tormund know that. They've seen, they've witnessed right. it. But, like, are they three of the first to go because they've discovered the ghost in, in, the, in, yeah. the, in the castle, so to speak? The first casualties yes. of the Night King making it past the wall. I mean, entirely possible. Uh, the conspiracy theorist in me yeah. wants to believe there's a little bit more to it because... Yes. I said it last season and I will keep saying it. I think more people should have died during the lake scene at the uh, end of last season. It just did not, it was a suicide squad mission and to have only the red shirts and um, poor um, Thoros. Thoros. It it just, it didn't add up to me. Um, So, but in my mind, I was like, this means they, Jorah, Gendry, uh, Beric, uh, Torment, everybody has a thing they need to do next season, a role to play or something. So, 
hopefully there is something more than just a, right. we make it to Castle Black, uh, the Night King follows us there, oh shit, we're all dead. Well, yeah, or, or we all win <laughs> and everyone's fine. Um, sure. Um, you mentioned that Gendry, I love to the shot of Gendry. Yes, agreed. Because it's like he's become super blacksmith. <laughs> His <Right>. skill, <laughs> the skill he's had all along, now he's like, Ah, I'm in charge of the all the blacksmiths. Yep. Let's build some new weapons out here. <laughs> I love I love little things like that. Yeah, and certainly, and I don't like to get into these little micro predictions, but that's part of the fun of these trailers. You see something, and you're like, "Wow, where does that factor in?" We'll get yeah. that get that answer soon enough, but that's part of the fun. So, uh, any final notes from you, Rachel? You got you got stuff down. I want to hear any <laughs> nor- morsels of knowledge we're forgetting there. I feel like we covered most of the points that like stood out to me in the sense of being able to make decent predictions off of i.e. the Cersei shot and mm-hmm. Jamie and um you know I like I do believe that some of those shots are from that epic final battle um because I know that I have I've read the articles it was in a, like on 11 or 12 week night shoots <laughs> to do that and uh and almost the entire cast was gathered for it and I feel like some of those shots um in very non-contextual ways made it into the trailer, which I thought was great. Um, But yeah, it's, there's enough there to chew on for us to chew Mm. on for a little while. But like Lon said, it's great that there's nothing in there that made us think, Oh, well now we know that we don't actually, (laughs) we still don't know anything. Uh, Egret can just tell us we know nothing. We know nothing. Um, But yeah, but I really liked it. I thought it was the perfectly balanced teaser trailer. We knew it was coming soon and here it is. Season eight is fast approaching and casterly talk rolls on. Before we wrap up today's special bonus episode of Casterly Talk, let's get a bonus ruminations from the realm, Sir Thomas Atal, Thomas Risling, up there in the great white north of his own land of always winter, is checking in with a breakdown of the trailer as well. He wanted to get his thoughts in here, and I wanted his thoughts in here, I should say, as well. He does more of a beat-by-beat breakdown. I thought that's a great way to end the show as we uh, really take this trailer beat-by-beat and go from there into Season 8. Thomas, take it away. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me on to share my thoughts on this Season 8 trailer here. So I just want to dive right in. I mean, this first shot, Arya running through the interior of the castle in Winterfell with a dragonglass dagger in her hand, I found weird because she does have that Valyrian steel dagger. She says she knows death and that he has many faces and that she looks forward to seeing this one. And then we see a shot of everybody hiding in the crypts. Could Arya be running out of the crypts as the dead within them rise? Then we see the Golden Company briefly aboard Euron's ships. We hear Bran say that everything you've done has brought you to this point, where you are now, where you belong, home. Is he speaking to Jon? I mean, that would be my assumption, but he could be speaking to Arya or Sansa. And then we see Tormund, Ed, and Beric in a darkly lit place, using only Beric's sword for light. And that just fascinates me. I have no idea what they're doing, but I really, really, really want to know. <laughs> Cersei then looks over the black water, likely towards the Golden Company, coming in on your own ships. And then we get one of my favorite shots of the trailer, a shot of a young boy who's climbed to the top of a tree to watch the Unsullied march towards Winterfell. And this shot's a callback to Bran doing the same thing with Robert's arrival at Winterfell in the first season. From the top of a tower, he looks out and sees virtually the same thing. Then we see Sansa look up and she sees Rhaegal and uh, Drogon fly over Winterfell in, in just an incredible shot. And that shot is very obviously symbolizing, you know, not only the two remaining dragons, but the two figuratively remaining dragons um, in in Danny and John. 
that have currently arrived in Winterfell. Then we see John standing in the crypts, staring at someone's tomb. Is it Eddard's? Is it Lyanna's? Like to think it's Lyanna's, but who knows? And then we see Danny approach him with a look of concern and love on her face. At least that's how I read it. We hear John warning everyone, and he says, Our enemy doesn't tire and doesn't stop and doesn't feel. This is one of my favorite parts here. Then we see Jamie battling in a blaze. And we see Cersei, who appears very sad, with tears welling in her eyes, and I think this doesn't feel line. And John speaking of the army of the dead is is not only about the army of the dead, but it's also to remind us that Cersei is not the army of the dead. As horrible as she is, she still does have feelings. She still is a person and she will feel uh, the results of whatever happens. Then we get another beautiful shot of, you know, the two remaining dragons flying over the snowy expanse of the north. We see Jorah preparing for battle and we see Grey Worm preparing for battle and, and sharing one last kiss with Missandei. We see Jamie fighting on the battlements in Winterfell. We hear Jamie repeat his line from season seven saying, I promise to fight for the living and I intend to keep that promise. Is there any chance Jamie falls in Winterfell and ends up being raised with the dead and fighting with the dead? It would sure be an interesting situation. And then we see the hound with flames behind him and terror on his face. John and Danny walking towards the dragons and John towards Rhaegal and what's going to be hopefully one of the most amazing moments in the season if it does play out that way. And then the last shot, the armies of man lined up outside Winterfell in the night, and the trailer ends on the shot of the Night King's dead steed and the feet, the hooves just take one short step and we cut out. Now this trailer did everything I needed to do. I'm even more excited for the final season, which I didn't even think was possible. And yeah, it may show us some spoilery things, but it's nothing we didn't already respect, uh, expect, Sorry, uh, which is totally fine in my books. If it's something we're expecting, they can show it to us. So I love this trailer. There's so much to take in here and so much to dissect, but those are my thoughts right now. And they are good thoughts indeed, Sir Thomas It's All. You can follow Thomas on Twitter at Sir Thomas It's All and let him know you enjoy his ruminations from the realm throughout this coming season and beyond here on Casterly Talk. Thomas will be providing us his ruminations, helping us go a little bit deeper into the things, the events, the places, the characters, and the moments we love so much and sometimes hate so much about A Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire and the entire world of Ice and Fire that George R. R. Martin has created for us to enjoy. I just finished Fired in Blood. I got a lot of thoughts on that. Great read. If you haven't had a chance to pick up that book, do it. Highly recommend that. So this uh, trailer is, uh, has dropped. It's got us all excited. We keep coming back to us uh, this idea, all of us, that, hey, uh, this trailer gave us all the things we wanted to see, all the people we needed to see, but we still have a lot to learn. I think that's the mark of a good trailer. Teaser trailer, full trailer, doesn't matter. This did its job. And we're excited. April 14th can't come soon enough. Thank you for listening to Casterly Talk here on Anchor. We're available in a lot of places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also support the show directly here on Anchor. If you want, leave a message, give your thoughts, reach out on Twitter. Rachel J. Cushing, Lawns, Ken Napsock, use the hashtag Casterly Talk. That's it. We'll see you next time. Winter is here, and it's for the throne.